Did you know that there are five key biohacks to start to do right now to reduce your body's inflammation, to slow cellular aging, and of course, reduce oxidative stress status. I even just recently wrote a paper on this. Check out my recent research articles over at theschoolofradiance.com. Head on over to the research tab. And while you're there, be sure to book your one-on-one -on -one session with me, if you haven't yet already, for even more customized skin and rejuvenation guidance, as well as some biohacking and detox protocols that I personally do myself. Don't forget to check out my free 30-minute masterclass over at theschoolofradiance.com. Check out the freebie section, enjoy that video, and also enjoy today's episode on the School of Radiance podcast. Welcome to the Rachel Varga podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Varga, double board certified aesthetic nurse specialist since 2011 with over 20,000 rejuvenation procedures performed. I'm an international clinical trainer for other physicians and nurses as well, celebrity skin expert, having been featured on some of the world's top proactive aging podcasts and much, much more. Learn more at rachelvarga.ca and enjoy today's episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to today's very special recording right here on the Rachel Varga podcast. I have a dear soul friend joining us today, Deborah Joy, to talk about discussing radiance, which is my favorite topic to have inquiry on. And in today's show, we are discussing radiance in love, life, and leadership. How to be courageous. What is radiance to us? How can we cultivate love, life, and leadership in a radiant, beautiful, pure way with our intention of being in the highest? What makes someone radiant? How do we block our natural radiance? And how can we move through unconscious blocks, beliefs, and trauma? The body does hold the score. And in today's show, this is going to be very powerful and will be helpful in you becoming your most radiant version. Don't forget to learn more at rachelvarga.ca. Register for the schoolofradiance.com. All the links to join all of those things are in the description of this episode. Book your one-on-one -on -one with me to get your skin on point and take my skin camps for my wonderful skin tutorials where I literally take you into my restroom and show you all of the things like facial gua sha, applying your products, dermal rolling, and much, much more big emphasis on functional wellness, women's health. The gents are also welcome. Actually had a, <laughs> a highly specialized uh, male physician join last skin camp, which was really fun. So next round of skin camp is happening soon. So register now for early bird savings. Let me tell you a little bit about Deborah Joy, our guest today. She is an incredible radiant woman. You will see exactly what I mean. When she comes on screen here, if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, all that stuff. Leave a comment, leave a question. There's a number of you hopping on live. So please be active in the comment section. This is going to be a live, raw, unedited, and interactive session here. And be sure to subscribe on the podcast. All right. Let's talk about Deborah Joy for a second. For over 15 years, Deborah Joy, how can you not love her name, Joy? has been coaching entrepreneurs, executives, and creatives to achieve more success with less stress. Prior to coaching, Deborah co-founded a national nonprofit and three businesses. One business was sold, one went nowhere, and one went public. 
In all her business experience, Deborah has valued people as the most important asset. She was the recipient of business in Vancouver's Top 40 Under 40 Award, as well as Van City's Ethics in Action Award. Deborah has a master's in leadership and training and is a somatic experiencing practitioner. She teaches her clients to combine business smarts with body wisdom. She also is the founder of the Success Solution, a proven step-by-step system that combines the latest neuroscience principles with body-led practices to help individuals achieve their biggest, boldest, I'm going to add brightest, goals in a way that honors and supports their truest self and bring healing to their nervous systems. What entrepreneur doesn't want that information so that they can show up in their most powerful form? All right. Welcome, 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 Deborah Joy. How are you today? Rachel, I'm great. It's great to be with you. Thanks. Yes, wonderful to be with you too. All right. First of all, the million dollar question. Let's okay. just kick things off, shall we? I'm ready. Yes. What is radiance to you? Well, you know, if you think of the word radiate, it's to emit, to emit energy. So I think radiance is when someone is actually allowing their natural energy to flow through them, unblocked. They, they just have a vibration that's authentic to them. That's what I think someone is when they're radiant. Beautiful. I'd even go a step further to add that we shouldn't be keeping our radiant energy to ourselves. This is something the world needs more of. And the other word I would add is your energetic signature. And in business, oh my gosh, business and client work, when you're interacting with people, places, and things, it's an asset to be able to read the room and mm. read people's specific signatures and then trust your gut, trust your intuition on that, and then move forward. So when someone, I'm going to ask you another question here, what does someone look like when they are radiant? What are some of their physical attributes? How do they appear? How do they speak? And what type of energy or emotional state do you get from them? Okay, that's a great question. And I would say as much as there isn't one thing, you know, someone radiant could be short, uh, wide, they might have a certain skin color, certain gender, another person's tall and thin, so there's not one look of radiance. It's a feel, you know it when you feel it, because radiance is so much a vibration you know, all energy vibrates. So you feel this vibration, you start to feel something resonate within you. One thing I think we really recognize when someone's radiant, they're comfortable in their own skin. So we see it in their posture. We see it in the color in their face. We hear it in the tone of their voice. And the beautiful thing is when someone's really radiating their natural essence, it affects our nervous system and we feel safe with them. We might be drawn to them and we don't even know why. So it's, it's magnetic. Beautiful points to touch on. I would add that radiant people look very well put together, well-groomed, their hair isn't disheveled. They might not have, you know, camera ready makeup. They could be in their most natural state. 
And I actually see this in more mature women aged 60 to 90 for the most part. I don't typically see radiance in younger individuals because I almost think it's earned. I think it's cultivated. Mm. So how would you recommend with your extreme experience, long time experience with working with entrepreneurs and those in leadership, how do you like to suggest that we cultivate love, life, and leadership? You know, I think it's a matter of getting back to our true essence, back to our true self. Because at our core, we are love. That's true. And everything else is some kind of protection over top of that. So when I work with clients, I will work with helping them uncover the unconscious blocks that are stopping their radiance from flowing through. And it generally comes from a couple of different things. We have, we all have unconscious filters, you know, we have these unconscious beliefs that we picked up when we were really young. So when we're kids, before our conscious minds evolve, we're picking up the beliefs and the values and the fears and the concerns of all of our caregivers. They become this unconscious filter of beliefs through which we see the world, how we see ourselves, what we think we're allowed to express. So if my family said that you must be tall and thin and of a certain skin color to be attractive, and I don't match that, I'm going to shrink away from my own radiance. You know, I'm going to have this block. And even if I want to be beautiful and I want to be seen, there's something that's going to hold me back. And then we also, because we don't grow up alone as humans, we have to belong. You know, we are completely dependent for quite a long time. So we learn really, really young how to adapt to fit into our environment, whatever it is. So even if it's really unhealthy, we all develop these roles that we play to belong and be safe. So maybe you become the responsible one or the caretaker, the peacemaker, uh, the angry one. You play these roles and maybe they worked when you were young because it kept you safe. It made you a part of the team. But now if they're unconscious and you're unconsciously going to the responsible one, you become over-responsible and your radiance can't show through because it's not so limited. You know, it's multidimensional. There's lots of parts of you. And the other thing that can block you is just unknown, unresolved, excess stress, and unresolved trauma. Because if you are in a traumatized state, or if you have excess stress, your nervous system is operating in a hypervigilant state. It's overactivated. It's on defense. It's always looking for danger. That's its role. But if it doesn't know how to relax, it's always doing that. And to be radiant, especially in the way you described, you actually have to be parasympathetic dominant because that will affect your tone of voice, the blood in your face, it affect the, the, um, your heartbeat, your ability to connect with your intuition. So if you don't have that basic level of safety for no fault of your own, but because of unresolved trauma, you're never going to fully radiate your fullness. Mm, beautifully stated. You touched on a few important things. And when it comes to being a woman, also a man, feeling safe is really important. What I've learned is for me to cultivate love, life, and leadership, 
absolutely being in that parasympathetic state, being relaxed, not having that higher brain chiming in and trying to run the show. I mean, there isn't a tiger chasing you. So just take a beat. If you feel that you're in this loop, which a loop in and of itself with thoughts could be considered a block. Mm-hmm. In regards to relaxing and getting into that state, what are some of the practices that you like to do? You know, one thing I like to teach people because you can do it anywhere. Because so I work with leaders in business and mostly. Business can be super, super stressful. So if you're sitting at the boardroom table, or you're across my business partner and you're activating each other, or you're in the middle of a business deal, you can't really go out and do pranayama or do some yoga stretches. But something I like to teach people, I call fab. So people could do it right now with us if they want. You can do it when you're driving your car. So you could be listening to what's going on and you notice you're starting to feel a little revved. You can't really access your clear thinking. Your breathing's a little shallow. Don't try to change any of that. Just bring all your awareness down into your feet and then feel your feet. Notice any tingling. Notice the socks on your feet. Notice the floor beneath your feet. And once you feel like you know where your feet are and you feel them, actually feel your And then with your next couple of breaths, Focusing on your exhale. Doesn't have to be a big exhale. No one has to know you're doing it. I'm going to type the earphone. Can you see me? We're back. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. That happened at 222. Ooh, we went into freeze mode. So, okay. When you're sharing powerful stuff, certain things are going to try and get in the way. <laughs> there we go. That has happened a few times here on the show where we're talking about what I consider to be very impactful things for humanity and consciousness and all of that. And then that little AI, whatever, pops his little head in. <laughs> <laughs> but we gained control back. Yes. All right. So the next question that I would love to ask, actually to elaborate on, I'd like to um, add to this as well. What do I do to relax? So you were talking about the feet and the socks and all this stuff. And funnily enough, I usually do a sauna. I take an Epsom salt bath with bath oil, pineapple body oil on my Easter. It's fabulous. 
avocado oil is also great in a pinch. And I didn't do that before bed last night. So I felt like, oh, my skin was like a little bit drier. It was a little bit itchy. My socks were kind of irritating me. And I'm like, you know what? I know I was planning on having a really early evening. I just had to take a bath. And mm-hmm. it's, it's a nervous system thing too, being in warm water to keep you in that parasympathetic safe state. If you think about it, I mean, taking a bath to relax yourself. You were in your mother's womb for nine right, months. That was right. probably pretty nice and warm and, you know. Nice little warm space, yeah. Yeah. So I really like to take baths. I really like to be warm. I actually find I'm in my most powerful intuitive state when I'm warm. And I would also associate the temperature with safety. So say, for example, you are in a life or death situation or you're freezing, right? Your body's going to go into that fight or flight mode. And your body will start to shiver to keep you warm so that, you know, you don't fall over from hypothermia. So warmth for me is a key to relaxing as well. Yeah. And do you have anything to add with the warmth factor? Well, not temperature wise, but being around warm people, like people who are truly warm, create a sense of safety. You know, like a melodic voice will actually soothe your nervous system. So how we met was I attuned to your radiance through your voice. You were on a podcast and there was a real warmth in the tone of your voice, but also in what you were saying, because you were willing to speak from your heart. So an interviewer was kind of making fun at people who might be triggered by comments about anti-aging. And you very calmly stayed true to no, that's a real thing. And I'm compassionate about people who go through that. And here's why I work this way. And it was the tone of your voice, but also the truth of what you were saying. There was a real warmth to it. And at the end of the show, I remember you saying, you didn't really care about numbers for longevity, but you would love to stay alive long enough to see a time when like-minded people in the world come together to make the world a better place. And I thought, I wasn't thinking about skincare, but I got to work with that woman. And it was, a, it was the warmth. It was the radiance of the warmth. So be around people who are warm, whatever that means to you. Warm could also be people who are safe. People, for me, another thing that feels very safe is space. I even think about it, take a big breath. I love space around me. I don't have a lot of stuff in my house. I really like space and everyone's different. Someone wants something cozy, but I love people who give me space to be me. Beautifully stated. And thank you for that warm compliment. There is absolutely frequency through the voice. Frequency is sound. And when you're having conversations with individuals, that particular interviewer is actually a friend of mine and he's kind of trying to rattle me a little bit. And that's episode 668 on Bulletproof Radio, now the Human Upgrade podcast with my good friend, soul brother, Dave Asprey. And he does that as an interviewer, right? He kind of like stirs things up a little bit. That's actually a sign of a really good interviewer because then you'll get who's on the spot on their toes and see how they react. And I'm just grateful that uh, you found me. 
And I'm I curious. always listen to him. That's how I found you. I think he has great guests and I've learned so much through his show. And yeah, he likes to poke. He likes to poke. Yeah, I mean, he's good at it. He's very skilled at it. All right. The follow-up question to what you said when you were drawn to me by my voice, my energy, my answers, what has it been like working with me for the last number of years? And what draws you to work with certain people? Because the reason I'm saying this is some people just don't know where to go for helpful information. People come to me for guidance on skincare and skin rejuvenation, how to do it in a more non-toxic way. So that's very clear. However, there's another layer and an aspect here that I want you all to really listen to that uh, I'm, I'm kind of prodding a little further here um, to give people insights on how to discern about working with certain people. So what has it been like working with me huh. and what draws you to work with certain people in your personal and your professional life? It's almost always 100% a gut feel for me, whether I'm interviewing a potential client and I'll think, I, I'm not feeling it. Like, I'm just not feeling I'm the one for you, you know? Um, or if I'm looking for some kind of service provider or partner, it's got to feel good in my gut, in my low belly, in my pelvis. I have to feel a yes. And only I know what yes feels like to me might feel different to you. So I remember so clearly our first call. I was very nervous because you asked me to just like go on camera. I don't even go on camera with my clients. I work completely on the phone with my eyes closed. It's not my favorite thing to be seen. And you're going to be looking at my skin. So first of all, you were super kind because that's, it's very exposing, you know, to say, here's me, what have I got going on? So the kindness was one thing, but you really know your stuff. You know, your background is very clinical. You teach people, you write research papers, like you, you're very thorough in your work. So there's a level of trust with that. One without the other wouldn't be enough for me. I am such a good follower and I am so compliant if I trust the leader. But if I don't trust the leader, I'm not going there. I, you know, I'm just, I'm not that way. I will lead myself to the next place. Wonderful. Well, thank you for that lovely feedback. And it's funny you mentioned about being seen. When I record solo episodes, my eyes are also closed and to the effect when my girlfriends came in while I was recording and she didn't know my eyes were closed. <laughs> and so she's here and she like starts having a conversation with me. And I'm just, I'm in the zone. Right. It's, it's funny that you do that too. And one of the reasons I do that when I'm really trying to convey something that I think is of value, I close my eyes so that I'm not as distracted with, say, someone walking next to the window or something else in the space that's, you know, distracting me. So that's a great tip for having more coherence in conversation with others. If you are on a phone call, instead of walking and, you know, faffing about and, you know, putting this there and another thing, grabbing a snack, just, just be present and close your eyes. I think that's a great tip. And the other thing that you actually um, alluded to was with speech. And this is a huge topic I teach at theschoolofradiance.com. Link to register is down below. What I love to teach people is how to present in a way that attracts the right people in the right way at the right time for the highest. 
And the words per minute is a huge part of that. So if you're in your high beta state, you're just going to be like word vomiting. Excuse the vulgar <laughs> word there. However, when you take a pause and you listen, you will come across as more empathic, as more present. And when you speak slower, if the other individual is speaking much faster than you, they will instinctively match you. So if you're speaking with someone, they're getting riled up, they're upset, they're triggered, whatever is going on in their life, because we have to have compassion for people. We don't always know what's been going on in their day. When you slow things down, it invites them to join you at your level, which is also a more regulated state. So that's a great tip when you're working with people. Do you have anything to add to that? Well, it just totally makes sense. I've never thought of the beta brainwave state, but it's the vagus nerve, the primary nerve of your entire parasympathetic system that's regulating your tone of voice, right? Your social engagement, your facial muscles, your neck muscles. So my ability to look at you and smile and have some processing my voice is completely determined by how toned my vagus nerve is. So how much in my parasympathetic system I am. So yeah, I love that. The way you described it is great. And I personally find when people are a fire hose of information coming at me, I feel myself recoil. I almost feel I want to protect myself from it. There, it it's so forceful it actually feels like the opposite of power. You talked about power earlier. And for me, power comes from being really coherent. There's such power when, when you know, things are aligned. And I think when someone is truly powerful, they naturally empower everybody around them. So there's a clamoring for power that's a power over power over nature power over others got to suppress this so i can have more that's actually coming from a very frightened scared traumatized place in business in love and in your personal life when you're truly empowered you don't have to do any damage you actually want to lift everybody with you and you don't even have to think about it powerful people do that Yes, they're very commanding in their mm. own rights. So mm. this is something really interesting to talk about. And I've been wanting to talk about this for a while. And I feel like this is the perfect segue introduction into this word sigma, female and male traits. So what are sigma male and female traits? So you, you mentioned <laughs> you mentioned when people are in competition with one another or they're simply here, maybe on a similar mission to help others. And we see this with beta, we see this with alpha, male, female, there's, there's different traits. And I mean, I don't think we could all be sigmas in the world. Some people do need to do certain types of work and they don't want to be seen and, and that's okay. However, if you go on YouTube and you look up sigma female traits, there's actually a really beautiful lesson that is almost like a video of affirmations for me. And Ooh. sigmas really want to build one another up. They're not in competition. They're more relaxed. They're more composed. And one of the things I notice with studying people, with their mannerisms, with their speech, what they're trying to convey, 
is that I actually see some big problems happening with younger women when mm. they're speaking and they're in their 20s and their 30s and they might be very intelligent. However, the way that they speak, they have a lot of uptalk in their voice or everything's always a question. And I mean, let's just be honest here. I, I used to sound like that until I started to learn how to present in a more confident and competent way, especially for going on stages. No one's going to take anyone that seriously if they're talking like all the other puppets, let's just be real here, on mainstream. They're all speaking like this and it's not very, it, it doesn't inspire a lot of confidence that this person uh, is on a certain level and for those of you tuning in, it's really my aim to help you become more conscious consumers with what you're purchasing and being able to be more discerning with who you allow into your personal and professional lives. So you also mentioned something really fascinating uh, when I was reading your introduction to me. How are you combining business with biological success? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, the way we go about business so often is from the head up. And we see something outside of ourselves that we want to go after. It, it might be something great. And so we plan it and we work on it and we live there and we rationalize and we are cut off from our body, which is where so much wisdom comes from. You know, like the vagus nerve, 80% is messages coming from your body to your brain. There's guidance there. And when clients can actually slow down, and they don't have to slow down reaching their goals. In fact, when they will slow down a bit in their life to connect with their body, they'll find they can achieve their goals at the same rate or quicker by doing less because they line up with what their body actually needs and they stop fighting against it. So there's a, a culture that is slowly dying about being busy all the time, being amped up, hustle, scale, you know, everything. And now luckily we're talking about the need for rest. You know, we, 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 wanna, we wanna rewire our brains, but that happens when you're resting. It doesn't happen while you're learning. You need the rest for that to happen. So people are learning it slowly. So what I do is I work with clients to actually develop practices of checking in with their body. Really simple things of habits like getting enough sleep, getting daylight in your eyes first thing in the morning, getting daylight at sunset, moving your body, working in 90 minutes and stopping, like track your ultradian rhythms, work at your peak and rest for your next one. So when you operate in sync with yourself, well, then you're in sync with nature because we are nature. Then we don't have to have this power over. We truly become powerful. We're comfortable in our bodies. We actually don't need as much. And there's nothing more attractive than someone who doesn't need something. Like I don't, I'm not that attracted by someone who needs something from me. But if they're really comfortable with who they are and they have things to give, I'm actually quite happy to give them my money, my time, my attention. I want that. Beautiful. All right. Next question. Listen up, everybody. 
How do we unblock our natural radiance? Girl. Okay. <laughs> well, I think you have some really amazing ways of doing that with clients where I would say, you're the queen. I bow to you. I would say the way to unblock those unconscious blocks is to first realize you're not going to recognize them as unconscious blocks because they're unconscious. So you'll recognize them as things like, I'm always running into the same pattern. So I'm always attracting the wrong client. They can't afford me. Or I keep getting the wrong business partner. Um, ah, I'm always on you know, a board of directors with a bunch of jerks. I'm finding myself in the same pattern or marriage, relationship. So you'll notice a pattern. Or you might notice just this general dissatisfaction with your life. You feel like, I know I meant for more, but I don't know what it is. This, I feel stuck. Um, you might also notice that you're comparing yourself to others. So I can't just look at someone and really appreciate them. I can't just think, oh, Rachel's really smart and she's lovely to look at and she's kind. I'm like, oh, she has better skin than me. Or I might think, well, I'm smarter than her. There's a comparison going on in a lot of areas of your life. That's a sign that there's some kind of unconscious conditioning that is blocking you from being your true self. You think you have to live up to something else. And finally, I would say your internal dialogue is mostly negative. And when your internal dialogue is negative, that puts you in fight or flight no matter what's going on in your life. You can have all the money and love, but if you keep telling yourself you can't be loved because your thighs are too fat, you're revved up. So I'd say notice certain patterns that just make you uncomfortable, make you feel like you're not enough, or you have to bolster yourself to feel like enough. And when you notice those things, just stop and acknowledge them. They're not comfortable. You're going to want to brush them by or think at someone else's fault or something's wrong with me. I can't solve it. But if you can stop and just feel your feelings, because I didn't make this up with the expression, you can't, you've got to feel it to heal it. I love that because there are some emotions that want to come through. If I notice I keep creating the same business partner over and over again, I'm the common denominator. I might feel shame. I might feel anger. Just let yourself feel that. And then I think what's really, really important is to trust and know that that part of you that developed, that goes into that pattern, it, whether it's from trauma or conditioning from your community, it developed as a form of trying to protect you. And it's protecting you by helping you blend in or fit in or even stand out. Um, so you might be mad at yourself. You might be mad at, why would I do that to myself? And there's kind of a fun story that I think shows it really well. In the 50s, um, in Northern Thailand, there was a monastery that had to relocate. So when they were relocating, they had to take the temple and the big Buddhas and artifacts and move everything. They were moving this nine-foot clay Buddha statue, and they were, when they were moving it, it fell, and a part of it chipped off. And what they noticed was under the clay, it was shiny. And under the clay, it was pure solid gold. Now you would think, why would anyone take a beautiful nine foot tall solid gold statue and cover it in clay? It doesn't make any sense, right? It, it's totally covering its radiance. But that's because hundreds of years earlier, Burmese armies had invaded the monastery, devastated the monks and stolen artifacts. The clay had made the statue completely blend in, kept it safe, 
it wasn't harmed. So if you think of your patterns as just this protective layering that you're wearing that really served you at some point in your life, it may be before you even remember, but it actually served a purpose. You are so adaptable that this form for you, it's just that now it's not serving you. So what I do with clients is I get them to find this part of them. Where does it live in their psyche? Where does it live in their body? Where does it live in their world? And actually start to have a conversation with it. Find out what it needs, what, it, what it's protecting you from, and start to integrate it. And that can sound very conceptual and you know airy-fairy, but I do a guided meditation with people that I can talk about later that people can access. And it really helps to see, like, once this part's integrated, we start to become coherent. What felt like a sabotaging part of ourselves becomes an empowering ally part of ourselves. You shared some wonderful points of wisdom there. And something that came up for me that inhibited me from shining my radiance were past traumas. We've all mm -hmm. gone through traumas in some degree in our lives. And what you said about actually feeling into the shame and the emotions around that is really important. And that's what Carl Jung does a lot of work around shadow work mm. and really feeling into emotions. If you simply just brush those emotions under the rug, they're going to come up later in unconscious ways. Right. So this is where, you know, you have that hermit mode, dark night of the soul, you really go within and you move through things. And if you don't, they'll get trapped in your body and in your cells and you will actually age faster. So one of the tricks to slowing aging is moving these types of deep emotions. And when you're functioning in a very high charged, radiant, beautiful way, there's no room for that anymore. And when you get to a certain state, you will become evolved and mature enough so that when those creep up, you take the time to work through them. So some of the examples that I've worked through is through past traumas from others when I'm showing up and also around being seen. If you're not feeling safe with someone to be seen, they don't deserve to see you. So there's that. So first of all, you know, sometimes not trying to over explain yourself to someone who just isn't going to get it. That can be a really great way to actually conserve your energy. Mm -hmm. And that's really hard when you're trying to converse with someone and it's just like, it's not happening and it's a frequency thing also. So pay attention to these right. things. So also speaking from our hearts, when we're in a very safe, supported, protected, guided, loved way, we can't help but speak from our hearts. And we really need more people to be operating in this way. And this is the show is a resource to give you the tools. Number one, be a conscious skin consumer slow aging and if you want to slow aging your body mind spirit and energy practices are absolutely paramount and i've seen this in my mature clients aged 60 to 90 that just radiate they come and see me in the clinic and i look at them and they say oh you know i've never really done a skincare routine or had any rejuvenation i'm like what are you doing 
from you and I wrote a whole book on this called Unlocking Your Vitality that you can get in the description below and at Rachel Barker Dossier. That's a really great read. It also goes through rejuvenation options as well. Hmm. What are some of your strategies for moving through unconscious blocks, beliefs, and trauma? You know, I, I'm a somatic experiencing practitioner. So getting someone comfortable in their body is really important. And to do it in very gentle ways, very slow ways. You know, we talk so much about mindfulness and having someone like be embodied. That can actually re-traumatize somebody. You know, if they go into their body, there's a reason they've been staying out of it. It doesn't feel safe. So actually working with someone to just start feel sensations. Like even when I had you fab, like feel your feet, feel your ass in the chair, notice your exhale. That is super safe. I'm not having you stay anywhere too long in your body. The other is literally move. One of the things trauma can do is get you frozen. You know, and when you get in a frozen state, everything's overwhelming. You're not sure what to do next. You get just like deer in a headlights, but you're revving inside even though nothing's happening. I'll get clients to literally get up and move, shift your body, move in a way that feels good you know, put on music that feels good. And once you've moved, then come back to say, what's the one next thing I can do that's simple and it's doable and I can feel good about it? Just one thing to move forward because so often we get blocked by all the things we want to do. And, you know, trauma lives in your nervous system. Trauma lives in your body. So it's very much a body-based approach to heal. Sure, you bring your brain along and and the story of trauma is a portal in, but often we don't even know what caused the trauma. So we don't need to go relive it. We don't need to tell the story, but we can look at where is it in your body? And we work in very gentle ways to actually get more comfortable with feelings. So when you talked about feeling your feelings, how important that is, you know, the root of the word emotion means to move through or out. But if we had a traumatizing experience, we're afraid to feel what that was. But if in gentle ways we can start to feel our feelings, even the sad ones, you know, just be with it for a moment, you'll notice emotions move through pretty quickly. They don't actually hang around. There's another one coming. There's another one coming. So if you allow that, what you'll find is you're also allowing it. Oh my gosh, there's some excitement I hadn't known was there. There's some joy. You don't just suppress bad ones. You suppress them all. So you actually like enliven your whole life and become more radiant by letting yourself feel. And sometimes I'll, you know, have something shocking happen or sad and I would just be, <gasps> and I kind of like fall to the floor if I'm, I don't do it in public, you know, but I just let myself, 90 seconds later, I'm okay. I felt that. I'm over it. Now I'm in action. I see a lot of people trying to numb out and I think that's a big thing in our society. You have to save face. You have to look a certain way. Let me tell you, I'll be the first to rebook somebody if the energy's not right. Because I, there is no way I'm about to show up for a client call or a podcast if my energy isn't right. Because that's not, that's not fair. Then you're exchanging with someone else. And you know they're probably going to pick up on that. And you're not going to be doing your best work. So instead of pushing through things, 
I recommend taking time to slow down a little bit. And you mentioned slowing down, and I think that's great. So if something comes up, you're triggered uh, in your personal professional life, because you know, you're huge in the business and leadership space, it's taking the time to notice and mm-hmm. calming your mind to notice. And then you know, sometimes even talking with someone near to you or professional support to have you work through that not just going for that bottle of wine or right. that other alcohol. And the other thing is we want to be very intentional. If we are going to have something that can interfere with our system, like alcohol, be very intentional why you're having it and the quality and how much you're having of it. Because that in and of itself, you might have loose lips and say something that you might regret later. And so just have that awareness of what you're doing when you're moving through unconscious blocks, beliefs, and trauma, and do it in a healthy, safe, grounded, and supported way, and go slow. And then you get to a point that uh, I can very confidently say Deborah and I are at where we experience things, and we have the tools and the capacity to move through those things in an efficient way so that it doesn't get stored in ourselves, in our body, and then come out in other ways in our exchanges with colleagues and business partners and and clients. So just just something there to protect our energies, I think is really, really important. I think that's great. Deborah, do you have any closing words for us today? You know, I would say what we're talking about is pretty big. We're talking about releasing trauma, unconscious blocks, stepping into your true power. That can be intimidating for people. Uh, So you may feel lit up and I want that. And at the same time, you might feel scared. And I would say there's no one right way to do it, but approach what you feel drawn to in your body and your mind. Like you said, slow down, check, is this feeling good? And then just take the next step. And if you've been a certain way in your business, in your love life, in different parts of your life, you have taught everybody around you how to treat you. You've co-created your reality. So if you're going to change, you're disrupting everybody's experience and expectations. So be really kind with the people around you as you're going through this change. And you will find that it's, there's no end game to it. You're always going to be discovering new and amazing parts of yourself. So if you can go at it with just this idea of discovery and let yourself fail and discover more, then it becomes a great adventure. Oh, I do love a little adventure. (laughs) And when it comes to failing, I personally would reframe that to obstacles. Obstacles Mm -hmm. are meant to be overcome. Right. So with the word blocks or roadblocks or failing, that's a word and a framework I use. And when it comes to the skin, there might be some things that you want to work on and overcome, right? They're not blocks like that acne that keeps popping up or that red acne scar. It's something that can be overcome (laughs) with the right guidance. Don't you worry if you're willing to do the work at home and then maybe do some things in the clinic, which, you know, that's really where I'm at. And the reason that we're having these conversations here on the Rachel Varga podcast is very intentional. If you show up to a rejuvenation session with someone and you're unhealthy, you haven't been looking after yourself, 
you are emotionally triggered sometimes or physically even sometimes rejuvenation can have pain with it. And so you better be in a good state to be able to handle that and not Mm. to mention any healing that could come along with that. And I've seen in my experience working with thousands of clients since 2011, 20,000 rejuvenation procedures later, that those that you can tell there's unresolved stuff behind the scenes, you go and do rejuvenation on them, they don't respond to the same degree as someone who is healthy, who is keeping an eye on their body, mind, spirit, energy, toxicity levels. And they're keeping that toxic bucket as empty as possible. This toxic bucket that I keep referring to, it's in published research medical journals now. So Mm. this stuff is all coming to the forefront in the aesthetics world, but it wasn't for a really, really long time. And it's up to you listening to have an awareness of it. Do things for yourself for beautification when you're feeling good. Don't just think that you're going to be able to show up to a business coach or a practitioner and they're going to solve all your problems for you. They'll give you the guidance that you need and the framework to help you get there. However, it's not just about throwing money at someone to change your life. You really have to do sometimes the step-by-step, one foot in front of the other and take action and make these changes. And then when you do and you overcome an obstacle, you're going to look back at that and say, I did that. Got some power. Got some strength. What's next? Right. (laughs) All right, Deborah. Where can people spend time with you, work with you? I love being in your energy. Thanks. Um, You can, my main website is DebraJoy.me. And if people are specifically interested in looking more into their potential unconscious blocks and having real tools with a guided meditation and work to work through them, they can go to breakthrough2023.info for the workshop there. Beautiful. And all of Deborah's information is in the show notes of this episode. I really love that you are combining business and biological success together. A lot of business coaches, I would say, get a little too wrapped up in what I would say the 3D stuff, like the very physical world, the practical systems, and they're not taking inventory of other things that could be contributing factors that is within their body and also within their exchanges with others that is deeply rooted in things that they need to adjust with their body, mind, spirit, and energy. So I, I tip my, my hat to you in Thanks, the ma'am. work that you're doing. It's really important. If you want to be a radiant lover, you want to have a radiant life, and you want to be a radiant leader, listen up. Deborah Joy is someone to get to know. And I've actually had the pleasure of going through some of your content that you very graciously shared with me. And I love listening to your voice. You're an excellent speaker, teacher, trainer. I love what you're doing. So thanks. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Rachel Barker podcast. I'm thrilled and honored and grateful for each and every one of you who's heard this message. Share with a friend or family member, work one-on-one with Deborah Joy work one-on-one with myself. Deborah and I are here to support certain people in just the right way at just the right time. So if you resonate with us, then, you know, follow your intuition. Stay high vibe, everyone. Stay radiant and step in your power.